Good morning. Today we're going to be talking about Rasputin-esque hobgoblins. To uh, start off with, the World Economic Forum is a... Uh, on the website, they have the four, the four points, the four biggest points of, uh, what do they call it, of disinformation. Um, four key ways disinformation is spread online. So these are the four key ways that disinformation is spread online. So a, uh, there's this group, VAST. It's a veracity authentication systems technology. <laughs> like, I would trust them zero. Um, so it says uh, these idiots, Lee and Mills Golub, monitor content from over 10 billion websites, blah, blah, blah. The point is they have four points. The four points they use, the four key ways of, uh, of manipulation online is social engineering, Providing a framework to mischaracterize and manipulate events, incidents, issues, and public discourse. Social engineering is often aimed at swaying public opinion in favor of certain agenda. Now, are individuals going to be doing this? Probably not. Don't have the reach. So who? keep in mind, who has the reach to do these kind of things? Inauthentic amplification. I talked about amplification in my other podcast, but they're talking about inauthentic amplification. Any amplification is inauthentic. If there is a signal, you have a guitar and a bass and a singer, and they're all out there playing and singing. And if you amplify one of those, you could have the singer so loud, they're drowning out the guitar and the bass. You could have the bass loud, so it's drowning out the singer and the guitar. These, these They need to be in balance. So when you amplify something, you're distorting it. You're creating it artificially. So any amplification is inauthentic. Anyways, inauthentic amplification. Using trolls, spam bots, falsely identifying accounts known as sock puppets. So these guys would be the experts about sock puppets. I have no doubt that they're, <laughs> they know full well about sock puppets. Paid accounts. And uh, so by paid accounts, I guess they're paying off people. So who'd you pay off? You'd pay off popular people, right? And sensational influencers. So not just influencers, sensational influencers. Why would they say sensational influencer? Paid accounts. So these, these, these accounts and influencers are separate according to the World Economic Forum. They have paid accounts and then they have sensational influencers, to increase the volume of malign content. Micro-targeting. Exploiting targeting tools designed for ad placements. Now we're starting to slide into the whole public relations, advertising, right? The campaigns and agents, right? This is the... <laughs> so they exploit targeting tools designed for ad placements and user engagement on, and user engagement they want to engage you. They don't want you just to passively see it. They need you to be engaged on social media platforms to identify. They need to identify and engage the most likely audiences that will share and amplify disinformation. Notice that they, like the, they definitely like the word amplify. 
harassment and abuse using a mobilized audience. Now, what is a mobilized audience? That implies to me like the Antifa BLM type rioters that go out and destroy things. Harassment and abuse, right? This is the heading. It's under harassment and abuse. So this is online manipulation using mobilized audiences, fake accounts, and trolls to obscure, marginalize, and drone out journalists opposing views and transparent content. So these aren't warnings from the World Economic Forum. I think this is a how-to. This is how we do it from their own site. So you think, whoa, really? Come on, that's a conspiracy, right? They, they're not going to be doing that, right? If I were super rich, and if you were super rich, I would certainly create a power clique, a team, uh, a, a bunch of buddies uh, to get together, and uh, and we would work together um Perhaps this is this is requisite to becoming super rich, right? You have a secret team, like in those reality TV shows when they uh, they show people going off into factions. It seems to be a naturally occurring phenomenon uh, when people get together, or obviously if they're getting together, they're getting together. But when you have a group of people and they're 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 competing, a lot of times they get together into factions and form teams. This is obviously. Uh, a thing instead of one on one, some people you know it's, it's chaos, it's random. Some people form groups, some people don't. But if you're super rich, this might be a critical. I'm not super rich, so I don't know. Hey, this might be a critical uh, thing to do. You might need to be uh, might need to be uh, in a team or a clique to become super rich. Um. What was I going to say about this stuff? Doesn't matter. Okay, so for someone to to argue that or to think that there is no secret societies of the super wealthy who are not bound to a single nation is ludicrous. Of course there is. Of course there would be. I would do that. You would do that. Maybe not everybody would do it, but I'm pretty sure most people who are super wealthy would go to the country club and, oh, let's let's keep the the hoi polloi uh, at bay, the useless eaters. You know, of course there there has to be, notwithstanding that some of these groups now admit that they exist. Of course, they denied it, like the Bilderberg Group and all these other groups in the past, going back to the '80s. So it's like everything was denied in the early 90s. There was no Area 51. Now there's Area 51. Yeah, we lied. Uh, there was no Bilderberg Group. Yeah, there's a Bilderberg Group. <laughs> there was no NSA, no such agency. Yeah, there's an NSA. Canada, CSE. There's no CSE. Yeah, there's CSE. There's uh, all these things that have been uh, officially denied are now admitted to being and in public. They have websites, whatever. So these groups like the World, uh, World Economic Forum do, of course, exist. You're reading from their website. You're looking at the website right there. The, uh, the Global Risks Report 2024. The risks are growing, but so is our capacity to respond against the dirty hoi polloi. <laughs> so they will not say overtly. Maybe they will. I don't know. 
So there are the, these people are the, the funding class. Now, of course, people fund things. It's not a conspiracy that people fund things. There is such a thing as funding. This comes from somewhere. So what do these people fund? Usually it's the same people that are funding because they're super rich. It's not going to be the poor people funding. It's going to be the rich. And there's fewer and fewer rich people, so it's the fewer and fewer people who are controlling the funding. What does the funding control? The funding controls what science uh, is researched, what science is funded, which results are allowed. In science, you you do 50 studies, and if it's you, 45 uh, times you get, you don't get the results you want, you can just throw those out because it's not public. It doesn't need to be. If you're being privately funded, they can just throw 45 of the results and you got five results that are good. Hey, we throw the dice. Every time we roll the dice, it lands on six. All the other times you just disregard that data. Every time you throw a dice, this dice will land on six. Look at our study. It shows it. We have five studies and every one of those studies, we throw the dice and it landed on six. All the other ones we threw out. Doesn't count. This is literally what's going on with science. So they control what? Um, science, which politicians get funded, uh, which news outlets get funded, which stories the news outlets, uh, by extension, uh, cover. Uh, if they don't cover the right stories in the right way, they don't get funded. Uh, and you might think, oh, well, the public funding, uh, like the PBSs and the TVOs and no, man, they're, they're, <laughs> if you watch them, they seem to be worse. So it's not crazy when you take a step back and analyze, analyze it logically. Is there one cabal, one group that's in control or that is trying to control? Obviously not. Well, there could be, I don't know, but it doesn't appear to be. It appears to be multiple groups, multiple rich, uh, factions, that have gotten together and are trying to, you get the, the club of Rome types. And a lot of these people, it's like a Venn diagram. They overlap. It's not just one cell, but I don't know for sure. Maybe there is one ultimate, uh, leader of the hierarchy and the, the rich cabal. I don't know. But one thing is obvious is that countries like Canada, Canada's Canada that have political parties in power that are absolutely subservient to the globalist groups like the World Economic Forum. Uh, the Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, I do not like her at all. She is a, uh, I think she's like the treasurer, right, of the World Economic Forum or something. Some stupid, anyways, uh, she should not be allowed to be in that type of organization and be the Deputy Prime Minister of a country at the same time. The Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, total bitch, is subservient to the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum has said as much, as well as they said, uh, I think it was half of Trudeau's cabinet has been compromised to the World Economic Forum. This is from the World Economic Forum, people saying this. So Canada is definitely under the influence, and uh, you take a look at the results. What happened to Canada's manufacturing? It has been decimated. And, and the quality of life has eroded. So following their uh, their guidelines, Canada has collapsed or is in, the, in, in free fall under the uh, Trudeau regime. So the, 
the globalist shells. Why is there what? The globalist shells that compromise the the governing liberal cabinet in Canada are making Canadian citizens carry the weight of the third world, as do the Democrats in the United States, as do the all the other uh, Western governments. They're making their citizens carry the weight of the third world by paying for everything while simultaneously destroying their country's power to create money and pay for the new bills that they have to pay to cover the third world. And what's worse is the government and central banks are also intentionally increasing inflation by printing money and spending it like drunk sailors, thereby stealing the savings of those now heavily burdened Canadians. If you had $100,000 saved in your bank uh, before this globalist cabal started spending like crazy and printing money, you could have bought a house with that money. Today, it cost a million dollars to buy a house. So they stole already, just in these past few years, 90%. Oh, inflation is only, oh, it's 4 or 5%. Oh, bullshit. In the past few years, you literally could have bought a house somewhere in the country for $100,000. Now, it's going to be a million dollars. So they stole, in the past few years, 90% of all savings, of all seniors, of all people, right? So they don't need to go to your banks and rob it. They are the banks. They just print money and deflate the buying power of your dollar. It's ridiculous. It's it's nauseating. And what's worse is the majority of citizens are blind to the blatant destruction of their culture and society. Added to this, the government is also bypassing immigration laws to flood our countries with North African and Middle Eastern men. Now, that is just bizarre. Right? So... If we have a population problem, why do we need to be bringing all these undocumented immigrants? Why would the governments of Western nations all simultaneously bypass their established immigration laws and allow these NGOs and globalist societies to disregard our national laws and flood the countries and just bypass our laws? This is the trend you're going to notice. They're bypassing our laws. They're bypassing our constitutions. And who are they? They are unelected globalists, <laughs> NGOs, World Economic Forum, United Nations, a World Health Organization. These are evil, evil organizations. The insane printing and, and spending of money does not imply, or uh, it does imply, economic endgame tactics where they are evaporating the value of these fiat currencies and enjoying the fruits of of generations of our labor, our parents' labor, everything that we built up in this these these countries over the past 100, 200 years, all of that is being spent by the the 1% as they fly around the world, just blowing it while those citizens who earn that money over generations are being oppressed and demoralized and 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 attacked. And, and manipulated to inject unsafe genetic technologies into their bodies on top of this. And, and to eat fabricated substance that is labeled food that is not food. 
but it appears to be intentionally designed to not only have the least nutritional value, as if somebody at some point uh, studied how to deplete nutrition from grains and and foods, and then mixed it in and, and added uh, seed oils and, and all this other garbage. But these things also, it's, it's not just it's the food, it's the frequency of the eating. They're telling people to eat nonstop now. And the, uh, the result of this is manipulating, one of the results of this is manipulating our, the hormones of our systems in a detriment, detrimental way to the point where we get nauseous if we don't eat their non-food every few hours. That is not normal, right? People who break free of this uh, carbs and sugar and processed food uh, by going all meat or keto or whatever, they often go through withdrawal, which people call the keto flu. And it's just a withdrawal from all this crap, right? So our doctors don't take, uh, don't tell us, well, mine doesn't, don't tell us to take vitamin D and zinc and magnesium and calcium and vitamins and things. And they appear compromised and uh, appear to be drug-pushing grifters that have no soul. And they want us to get sick and obese uh, so they can make money from kickbacks, from pushing big pharma's products. Perhaps they are members of these secret societies and cabals. But more likely, they're just getting kickbacks from big pharma. How else would you explain their lack, utter lack of treatment to people other than take these drugs, take these drugs, take this unproven uh, jab? Given that the uh, Club of Rome and other globalist groups have openly talked about population control since the 1960s, at least, I think I read a book in the 1920s about it. 27-ish, I can't, doesn't matter. But for over half a century, they've been at least talking about this. Uh, they want to reduce or at least uh, at a minimum control uh, the population size. They don't want to overtly put people up against walls and shoot them. I think because, not because they don't uh, have the bullets or, or the want to, you know, do that. It's more they're worried about the... Uh, the public seeing it and the public rebelling against it. It's about control. So if they could do it on the down low, I'm sure they would, right? So it's about being overt. They don't overtly want people to know they're being killed off, right? It's And it's also cleaner to have the system scrape the population down. Uh, it's harder for the, the sheep to notice their numbers dwindling when it's done on the down low. So there's there's two main modes of population control. And it is uh, reduced birth rate and uh, increased death rate. Going back to the uh, the people being killed, the uh, the machine can handle so many bodies per hour, and if you overload that, if there's too many people in the morgues and too many right, people are going to start noticing what's all these piles of bodies on the street. They can't have that. That's not on the down low. In order to have it on the down low, it has to be at a rate where we can incinerate the bodies and bury them and or do whatever at a capacity. So if you were smart, knowing that this is their plan, you should be investing in uh, uh, human incinerators, um, funeral homes, all that kind of stuff, because they're going to be killing off people at a, uh, an increased rate. 
Maybe. <laughs> this is a hypothesis, right? Conspiracy theories. So globalist agenda groups have been overtly pushing the, the reduced birth rates and increased death rates. They don't really overtly talk about the increased death rates too much, but they definitely talk about the uh, reduced birth rate. And that's where they start talking about uh, promoting condoms and birth control and abortions. They've been doing this for decades. But with the, uh, the innocent promotion of such things in our schools and by the UN, in African countries, anyone who has studied public relations knows there is the social conditioning aspect, the manipulation of the people, and it's usually multi-layered. But uh, PR types are expert in taking existing concepts and amplifying them, specifically as the World Economic Forum uh, page referred to. This is what they do. They amplify things. So they, they amplify an existing uh, concept that aligns with their campaign, and they attenuate or minimize or reduce or try to silence ideas that conflict with their agenda, their agenda being population control. So what existing concepts can a public relations agent amplify which reduces birth rate? Well, women's liberation. Women's liberation was started for women to have a voice, a very noble thing, and to be able to vote, sure, and to be as educated or to compete in a field if they choose. Fantastic. But not for women to become men. There's a, there's a fine line. <laughs> they pushed it just a little bit too far, right? So add to that the, the Marxist evil that dehumanizes the proletariat and wants to destroy the nuclear family and have children raised by the state so that they can be susceptible to manipulation and conditioning by the state. You add these things together and the public relations agent is like, hey, we can amplify Marxism and we could distort and amplify women's lib, right? And and pervert it to something that it's that it wasn't. Make it man-hating, make it... Uh, you know, bashing men, right? Because we don't want women to like men because then they might reproduce. We don't want them reproducing. So we have the movement to, uh, with the Marxist aspect, we have the movement to get women into the workforce. We want women in factories hammering out what woman wants to be pumping out uh, drive shafts and, uh, you know, uh, plastic housings for uh, doohickeys, right? Now, no human wants to do that, right? But they want to make women think they want to be out there in the workforce. Now, of course, some women do, right? I don't want to stay. I don't, I'm not saying women shouldn't be doing what they want to do, but I'm not saying women should be doing what these people want them to be doing. And that's, that's the fine line. Uh, uh, agency over oneself. So the, they, the evil Marxists, they want women in the, in the, in the uh, workforce so these women will be taking birth control. They'll have less time to to date. Uh, and they also condition women to not want to be mothers. You'll see a lot of uh, social media posts and advertising and movies and characters and things. Oh, I hate being a mother. Oh, I just want to go out and party and, and take Xanax or whatever the hell they do. I don't know. But they they really are trying to downplay and they they're demonizing the generations where women uh, fulfilled their destiny to be mothers. 
They instinctively want to be mothers. That's the, their bodies were made for it. They are literally created. You got the boobs. You got the, the, the facilities to create something. Your body was made for it. You instinctively, naturally want to do that. And for these people to manipulate and condition women to not want to do that, to fight against that solely for the restriction of the population of the planet with no concern to adverse psychological issues that this may cause in said women. <laughs> this is it's pretty evil. It's, it's, it's probably not, well, it's pretty much the most evil conditioning and, and it demonstrates the moral low that the public relations uh, campaigns will go. I'm not saying women shouldn't work, of course, if they want to. But, you know, allow them to go, like in, in Denmark, right? Allow them to choose what fields they want to go into. Don't have equity. We need to have 50% women firefighters. We need to have 50% women stock car racers. We need to have 50% women, you know, doing things that guys instinctively like to do, and women generally don't. Some women do. That's fine. But we don't need 50% of women uh, doing things. You know, and, and it's interesting. They don't want to 50%. Maybe they are. Maybe they're trying to get men to be uh, do traditional feminine occupations. I don't know. But there's nothing wrong with being a woman. There's nothing wrong with being a man. And this is the thing. They're trying to mix it up for a reason. They're trying to control population. And this is, you can see it. Uh, so, you know, women instinctively want to be mothers. The evil program is bent on conditioning to think that they do not want to be mothers. So their nature is now in direct conflict with how they are nurtured. Now, I don't want to use the word nurturing because it is clearly not nurturing. It is fucking brainwashed and in the most evil way. And, you know, we get confru uh, confused, confused and angry and, and hostile women. So, of course, naturally they should be uh, confused and aggressive and hostile when they've been brainwashed and conditioned against their natural predisposition to be mothers, the fundamental purpose of their existence. Now, oh, women aren't, yeah, they are. They're, they're, I'm not saying they are restricted to not do other things, but that's what women are instinctively, and men are instinctively wired to make babies with, with women. <laughs> I mean, this is blatantly out. This is where we're instinctively meant to eat, right? These, these are things that we, and for people to fight against that, it's very unnatural. And uh, so the, the conditioned, brainwashed uh, women, their conditioning is, is brainwashing them to be in direct opposition to what they instinctively want. So they experience deep cognitive dissonance, and are less sure about things, which makes them even more susceptible to the techniques of manipulation. When a rational person is mentally beat to this point, manipulating them to uh, stress eat unhealthy addictive food is child's play, which exacerbates their problems uh, because women instinctively want to make themselves attractive to attract a man, that's the word attractive means, right? To attract a man. So they slide deeper into despair because now they're fat and they're unhealthy and they're psychologically messed up because they've been conditioned to not want to have kids and they're this, these false, uh, I want to be a CEO of some corporation. You want to be CEO, that's great. 
But now it's going to be in direct conflict with you being a mother. Same with just going out and working some shitty job in a factory. Is that more important than you're fulfilling your instinctive uh, need to be a mother? So these, these conditioned, brainwashed victim uh, women slide deeper into despair. So these mentally abused women slide deeper into despair, all while the condition is telling them the problem is men or society or, you know, uh, every, whatever, whatever the, the globalists want to fight, right? So they introduce this Marxism and then they have all these other dimensions. So the problem is capitalism and then the problem is men. And whatever, whatever they can say, and I'm sure there's multiple dimensions I'm, I'm not thinking of because these people are experts. They got boardrooms. They have all these PhDs working on it. I'm just an idiot talking to a camera. So they come up with a lot of um, different tacks and angles to blame so that they can deflect away from who's actually manipulating them and that the fact that they're even being manipulated and they're just trying to say, oh, you're being abused and you're being oppressed. Oh, yeah, you having you following your natural instinct is oppression. But us conditioning you to go work in a factory and not have kids and be depressed and eat unhealthy food is not oppression. Us forcing you to have cognitive dissonance and psychological issues and hormonal imbalances and taking jabs that screw up your menzies and make you infertile. That is not oppression. It's the men that want to pick you up and, and marry you and, and, <laughs> and have a family. That's oppression. Right. So the goal is obviously to reduce birth rate. Uh, on the, the male side of the equation, we have things like the Me Too movement, where men are conditioned to not approach women or to be in a room alone with a woman for fear of her falsely accusing him of a Me Too event. High school dances we see are reduced. Toxic division between the sexes is promoted in the news. Men this, men are responsible for that. Men are oppressing women. Women this, men that, right? Division, division, division. Why division? Because they don't want people to get together. And for multiple reasons, right? Divide and conquer and also divide and control the population. Reduced population growth. And then we have, of course, as I alluded to earlier, the promotion of homosexuality and the trans movement. Yes, there has always been a percentage of the population who have been homos. But the globalist PR agents, again, take existing things and amplify them, as they said on the website. They amplify things. So they take homosexuality and they promote it as hard as they can and get it, uh, get it to the state where it actually affects population growth. And, of course, the, the more sinister campaign has been the promotion of the trans movement where parents are being bypassed so children can be confused and conditioned to the point where they allow sterilization surgery. Now, these children are recognized as not being old enough to vote or, or to decide things for their future, but they're, they're being allowed to decide to sterilize themselves. So these campaigns are dark. But the globalists believe the greater good is more important and think the stakes could not be higher. They honestly believe that we're all going to die in the next 10 years. And if these campaigns uh, don't work, you know, 
we're all going to die. So sterilization and the, the mental uh, fuckery uh, is the lesser evil. Never mind they're basing their population fears on simplistic false models. <laughs> Humans are not a bacteria in a Petri dish that will overpopulate and pollute ourselves to death. The more appropriate model is a little more sophisticated, and it's the one that Darwin came up with. And there's a little thing called evolution and the Galapagos Islands and the, and the stressors that cause uh, competitive uh, competition and evolution. And there's a balance that, that comes about. The, the islands aren't sterile. They don't have no life on them. They don't have no life. <laughs> They're not absent of life. They have a balance. And that's what happens with humans on a planetary scale. We will balance ourselves out. That is the more apt model than bacteria, a mono life, a mono creature with a mono food in a Petri dish. That is not anywhere as close as the the, the blue-footed booby on the Galapagos Islands comparing humans, which is even more complex on a larger uh, enclosed system, which is the planet. Anyways, all that science they don't understand or they choose to ignore. First world country birth rates were naturally declining just as the population on the islands level off in balance, so too would the human population on island earth. <laughs> but these misinformed uh, fools assume their assumptions are facts. They are not using uh, the logical... Uh, critical, logical uh, reasoning, and they are falling for logical fallacies. And, and I mean, that is a major uh, recurring flaw in reasoning. Cognitive error is assuming, making your assumptions facts and assertions as science. This is, those are the two things they do over and over. And I think they actually believe it. I mean, there are doctors. I'll talk about that in a bit. But it's, it's, it's a bizarre feature for humans, but there are different types of intelligence. There is logos, pathos, and ethos. And people say, oh, it's, you know, but it's true. We have different forms of intelligence. You know, you could say uh, emotional intelligence. You could say book learning versus streets, right? There's there's different forms of, it's, it's a very complex thing, this intelligence thing that we don't know anything about, right? But I think we might have been conditioned to have blind spots, or maybe we naturally have certain blind spots that they are amplifying or attenuating to make us further blind. I mean... Again, we talk about the doctors. You look at the doctors who are highly educated in the medical arts and sciences. And I would say mostly arts. And I would say it's mostly a dark art. Right? But these, these doctors should know better. But uh, not only have they, uh, do they take the jab that was not proven safe. And if something is not proven safe, it is not safe. Now, there's a difference between saying, well, it's, yeah, if it's not safe, it is dangerous, right? So there is no long adverse trials, you know, for the, the typical 7 to 10 years like we get with most drugs. But there's a loophole, going back to the Reagan era, where vaccines are dangerous. So they don't want to be sued, the, the companies making the vaccines, so they gave them a pass. They said, well, if it's a vaccine... You don't have to do the same trials as you do for a regular medicine, a regular drug, right? So this is the loophole that they're using. We'll just call it a vaccine. And then we don't have to do the 70 year, seven to 10 year safety trials like we do with real medicine. So 
that's how they're getting around it. And, it, and, it, and it's it's disgusting that they're doing this. But anyways, they, uh, these doctors who take these jabs that have not gone through the 7 to 10-year safety trials like drugs should do, they, they take the jabs and they argue vehemently, vehemently, not vehemently, it's vehement, it's a silent age, right? Vehemently against the rational people whom they would have argued with 100% before the pandemic regarding safety trials and drug, you know, the, 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 the safety trials for drugs. But for some reason, they've been conditioned. These doctors who've gone through how many years of, of, of training, right? Medical, they know they should have at least some training in, uh, in, in drug research, right? These, these people should know better. And yet they still took the jab. They still argued for people to take it knowing that it's not safe, it's not proven safe, there was no 7 to 10 year trials, trials, and how many of the doctors are now dead. So that should tell us something, that these doctors uh, weren't part of a secret cabal. They were unwitting, useful idiots manipulated. And so it goes to show they have certain intelligence when it comes to even in the medical field, but they were still fooled to take this jab out of fear porn or whatever manipulation, the appeal to intelligence is another one. Oh, smart people take this. So a lot of these doctors are quacks. It's a, it's an art. It's not a science. They're like, yeah, I got to pretend I know what I'm talking about. The white coat, black art, right? I have to have this false confidence for people to believe me. If I'm not sure about something, they're not going to do what I tell them, right? And that's then the whole system will collapse. The witch doctor. It's all, it's mostly about show and, and facade. Not all the time. Of course, doctors can fix bones, you know, they can cut out tumors. I'm not saying the whole thing is is witchcraft, right, obviously. And there is a lot of value in modern science, but it's being compromised. And so how many of these doctors have since uh, died uh, since the jab due to heart issues, rapid onset cancers, suppressed immune issues, blood clots, stroking them out, etc.? You know, they all... All people should have known better, right? But they didn't. And, and how did they not? Because there are specifically different types of intelligence. And these public relations people, or these agents, these manipulators, know that. They know full well, and they know how to manipulate even doctors. The fact that they can fool doctors to take an unsafe jab, which kills them, shows the quality or the efficacy of the manipulation. These people are very crafted uh, in, their, in their manipulation. So it is a, uh, this, this, that's the power that these PR agents, the globalist PR agents are, are wielding. Now, they can't, they, I don't know, maybe they are, they're like, they've manipulated us to eat unhealthy foods. What aspect of our lives have they not manipulated us? I guess it's all just a matter of budget and time and resources. They can't manipulate every aspect of your life because they don't, it's a not, right, there's, there's limits Right, because they they don't have unlimited resources. So, anyways, we've touched on how they're controlling birth rates, and we can follow the evidence and what they say, and how they are trying to control the death rate. Because their biggest concern is population. So, what are they pushing? What are the globalists pushing? They believe they are in an existential crisis. So, I don't believe big pharma are the architects of the global pandemic created in order to simply make fiat money from their jab. This is uh, an aspect that may be part of, but it is definitely not, you know, obviously they didn't, right? I think 
Fauci, Fauci's dirty. And Fauci was dirty back when AIDS came out. A lot of people are uh, too young to remember, uh, but people protested back in the 80s. You can research it and find the signs. People yelled back then, Fauci lied, people died regarding AIDS. Now, what is AIDS? It's an immune response, an autoimmune disease. And where was it spread uh, in, presumably, this is, could be a conspiracy theory, but it, the reality is Africa, uh, the gay population. Um, so if, if this was an intentional thing, right, they didn't, they didn't have all their ducks in alignment yet. They didn't start promoting homosexuality and this trans stuff until after all that. So that stuff didn't come around until presumably the 90s. And it's true, you, you don't see hardcore promotion of this stuff until uh, recent years, probably recent years, past 20 years, say, 20, 25 years. So today with gain-of-function research funded in part by Fauci in uh, the Wuhan lab where COVID-19 was absolutely released, perhaps not intentionally, perhaps it was released intentionally. I don't know. Both are just as likely. But you need to ask yourself, you know, why were they hiding it so much if it was a, a, a natural leak, right? The, the harder they tried to suppress that it was a lab leak leads me to think that it was more intentionally released. It was more likely that it was intentionally released. The fact that they fight so hard to say, if it was just an, an accidental leak, they could say, yeah, it walked out in the bottom of somebody's shoe, uh, somebody, somebody faux pas, it was a mistake. But the, how hard Fauci and that whole cabal fought against calling people conspiracy theorists, which he has now since backtracked uh, two days ago. He said, it's not a conspiracy theory. I can't talk. It's going to hurt my throat. But we need to ask ourselves, why are they studying gain of function at all? Why would they study ways to make viruses more potent and powerful against humans? Not just to make viruses more powerful, but more powerful against humans. Right. I could see if you're trying to amplify a function of a bacteria or a virus, you know, perhaps to create some futuristic technology for creating drugs or, or whatever, or some kind of, you know, substance, whatever. But they're making it more powerful against humans. Now, if you were a billionaire globalist and you believed the world was going to end in 10 years due to a population explosion, is it possible that you might want to come up with a virus-vaccine combination that would thin the herd? Now, I remember in the 90s hearing conspiracy theories about this stuff, which I totally discounted. I thought those people were nuts. So if, if you believe the world was coming to end, to an end, would it be possible for you to come up with a, uh, a uh, system of... A three-part system of virus, deadly vaccine, and an actual vaccine for the elite and their chosen sheep. So a three-part system to try to thin the herd. I mean, it is probably, I mean, I could see them justifying it, right? To think that it is more humane to have a certain percentage. And it's all about rates, right? You need the death rate at a rate that the, the death 
industry can handle, right? The incinerations, the the burying, all that kind of stuff, right? We need it at a rate that people can, uh, that our society can handle, but we also need it at a rate where the public is not alarmed to the point where they rebel against us and then I'll, uh, ignore us, overrun us, cause anarchy, and then the dirty animals will pollute or populate the, the planet to extinction, right? We're not bacteria. That wouldn't happen. Uh, but they are, they believe it will happen. Apparently it seems to be right. And, and if, if implemented properly over several years, it would, uh, there'd be no surge of bodies. There'd be no piles in the streets, uh, which may cause more disease. Uh, but it's more about, uh, protecting the elite class from rebellion, I think from the masses. So the, the culling needs to be at such a rate that funeral homes and incinerators, what do you call the cremation crematories crematoriums crematorium digga, digga, digga. delicate <laughs> it's sanitarium anyway so then we could pretend that we are still civilized if we are the elite right oh the death rate is just happening nobody's really noticing it all the other people are still going about their daily business and uh so we could pretend that we're civilized we are not the monsters that we are and I can imagine in the uh, cigar lounges in the backs of their jets as they're flying around uh, telling the uh, useless eaters what to do. There are probably smoking their cigars, drinking their uh, their brandy and discussing, you know, how they are heroes and how it's more humane to kill off the dirty masses in this manner than via other means or letting nature you know, the disease run rampant and yeah, and it might affect us and kill us off. We don't want that, right? So we need to control it. So I could see them thinking that what they're doing is simply correcting a mistake of nature, which is wrong, like thinning a herd of deer, uh, which may starve themselves to death, which is wrong. The hubris of these people, uh, if you dare call them people. And add to this, the globalists are now focusing on our food supply Attacking farmers, uh, you know, the fertilizer control. Uh, you look at Germany in the protests and Holland in the protests. And, and there's, there's farm protesters going on all over the place. And Bill Gates being, what, the single largest farm land holder in, in the world or whatever it is. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? The, these people are, are thorough. And they are reminiscent of the thoroughness of the Germans. In the 1930s and 40s, right? But they don't have total control. PR's enchantment, public relations enchantment on the masses, is on the mob, is is easily broken by questioning, uh, by questioning things, by a questioning public that understands logical fallacies and and uses critical thinking, and is not blindly trusting of any authority that is not uh, uh, manipulated to want to live in their bubble, which is not safe because there is no bubble. Uh, it is manipulated to put their head in the sand. That will not protect you. You will still be uh, killed off. You're still the useless eaters. You are still the surplus population. So a hypothesis as to why the elites are apparently themselves manipulated by some form of peer form against population growth, seeing how I'm arguing that it is, if you look at Darwin and the Galapagos Islands, it is it, their argument is false. So how would these people be 
uh, come up with this wrong assumption. Just like doctors who've taken the jab and have died from it, right? People can make false assumptions. People can be wrong. We can interpret things wrong. But who would be fear-porning the elite to want to kill off the, the humans, the, the useless eaters, the planet, the earth, right? It's in the style of the uh, peasant Rasputin who shagged the, uh, the Russian queen. Ra, ra, Rasputin, shagger of the Russian queen, right? And he ultimately caused the collapse of the Russian royalty and allowed the evil communist Bolsheviks to come to power. Now, I don't think that is a hypothetically, no, metaphorically, no. Uh, what's my, yeah, hypothetically, because I'm, I'm, I'm hypothesizing right now, so I guess it would be hypothetically. Uh, Rasputin is a great metaphor for who may be uh, mind-fucking the elite's minds today, but this time to take down the current economic system of the entire planet and the society of the world. And, it, and he's using sp- he, they, it, whatever, is surprisingly using the similar techniques of the Soviet, right? The, the Rasputin wiping out the, the existing state to build back better to the Soviet system where they could kill off millions and millions of people, hundreds. So meme theory, if you recall, is the theory where memes are a form of consciousness that is using humans, using our consciousness to try to create memes for them to exist. It's sort of uh, the Twilight Zone uh, dimension of the mind. I think it's an interesting theory. Uh, they talked about it but on that Big Bang Theory TV show. It's a theory, but I like it. And it's possible, as we know nothing about consciousness. So meme theory may actually be a valid theory, but again, it is a hypothesis. We don't know. So if meme theory is true and concepts are, uh, and ideas are the quanta of consciousness uh, or some f- higher form of consciousness that is objectively external to our bodies, then other forms of consciousness external to us uh, may also exist, like Carl Jung's collective consciousness. There are these memes that exist longer than an individual human. So it's not like the human is keeping that, a specific human is keeping that meme alive. When that human dies off, the mean may have been before and after, right? So I granted, you could say it's like, um, it's like an artwork. You build a table, the table can last longer than the person who built it, right? But <laughs> even though that is sort of a uh, archetype. But Carl Jung has his, uh, his collective consciousness and perhaps, uh, you know, like the, 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 maybe, maybe the religious guys have it, like the uh, the angels and the demons or the, the jinn and all that spooky shit. Maybe that's based on something that is real and objective, uh, and it objectively exists, uh, as in more than one person could see the same phenomenon. Objective just means something that's occurring outside of your head, right? Subjective means it's in your head. Objective means multiple people can see it. You see this cup. That is a... Uh, it's an objective thing because more than one person, it's, it's, exa- it's, ex- it's existing outside of my mind, right? But uh, we as a species may only be developing 
uh, senses to develop, to sense these these phenomena, these angels and the jinn and these demons or this consciousness or whatever it is, whatever this influence is, this force. So we might just be developing this sense organ. Um, I don't know where it is. I don't know if it exists. It's a hypothetical. Uh, I don't know. But if if it uh, if it evolutionarily uh, takes uh, thirty five, was it Nature magazine said it takes thirty five thousand generations. Uh, for for an organism to develop sight, um, it could take us thirty five thousand generations to develop this uh, new sense. And if an average generation is about twenty years, uh, that would take thirty five thousand times twenty years is seven hundred thousand years. Thirty five thousand generations, twenty years, seven hundred thousand years. So that's how long it would take for us to develop a new sense, like to develop sight, develop hearing. Right. So and we are obviously in the process of still evolving. We aren't a final product. So humans, uh, by some estimates, have been around for 300,000 years, our modern human. So we are changing subtly over these years. And it might be more of a gradient. Right. It's hard to say specifically, you know, a human from 300,000 years ago from a human from 301,000 years ago, you know, there may not be much different, right? It's not like we just suddenly changed 300,000 years ago. It's a progression. So what we are today, I'm sure is slightly different than what we were 300,000 years ago, but that's still considered the modern human. We're changing. So we might've been developing or started developing this sense of the voodoo, the whatever this other dimension of mind thing 300,000 years ago. So which case we would be almost halfway through developing this sense. So given all these hypotheses um, and that Marxism is collectivism and it's pure evil, do these uh, concepts have their own consciousness and are we perceiving them? Like maybe Rasputin uh, was manipulated and, and perceived something in this, you know, this realm of the jinn or whatever. So, or was he perhaps a manifestation of this evil and the ultimate goal was to destroy the royal house of Romanovs. So this evil collectivism of the Soviets and the Marxists, well, they I guess they're not technically Marxists, but they were definitely uh, communist. Uh, could the, you know, was he there so the Soviet collectivists could take hold? So in which case, um, Rasputin would have been just a tool, a target, a victim. He would have been a... Uh, a puppet that was used by this consciousness, right? That system invented, um, the, the Soviet system invented concentration camps, not the Nazis. Uh, it was the Soviets uh, used concentration camps with way more effect in killing way more people than the Nazis ever did. The Soviet Union were the inventors and the capitalizers of concentration camps. So perhaps this reduction of human lives uh, is a recurring theme. It's a recurring meme that is passed down through the generations. It uh, targeted and manipulated the largest nation in the world in the early 1900s being Russia. And it created an even larger empire, which uh, subsumed the neighboring nations around Russia. And that became the Soviet empire right today it is uh this this meme would be targeting the entire planet and uh is the rasputin uh 
and is this this Rasputin thing whispering its evil into the global elites, the the super wealthy's ears, uh, trying to get them to be the Rasputin of today? Right. Some have argued that uh, it was the it's the Jewish cabal back in in uh, in Russia, and that it's the Jewish cabal today uh, that's controlling the globalists. I don't know if it is or not, but there is evidence that points that it's not them or not solely them. If there is a group, uh, as it seems to be these Islamo nationalists um, that seem to be in control of the World Economic Forum, as uh, with this recent conflict in Israel, there is massive anti-Israel protests around the world. And that wouldn't be happening if there was the globalists were controlled by a Jewish or a Zionist, two separate concepts, uh, cabal. Right, so this implies that there is at least another uh, agency that is controlling them, an anti-Israel agency, uh, which appears to be Islamo-nationalist, perhaps centered in Iran. I don't know, but this is what it appears to be to me. Uh, so this is a materialist perspective um, and my hypothesis of this is more non-materialist. By materialism, I'm referring to the philosophical definition of materialism as uh, where matter is the fundamental substance in nature. Now, I'm not being anti-materialist. I'm just hypothesizing that there may be material that we haven't yet developed the senses to detect. So it appears to our mostly blind minds uh, as an ethereal uh, specter, a ghost-like uh, thing that is just beyond the total grasp of our consciousness, but we, we sense it, right? So it could be a meme, it could be a, a not partially, a subconscious type thing, right? A, a not fully developed thing that we don't yet fully have the, the, the full concepts yet to define. Now, there's a lot of things that we experience that we do not have, you know, we, we talk about and use every day, and we don't really have full definitions to define them concretely. Like you think of the color red, right? Describe red. Describe red to somebody who's, uh, doesn't matter if they're blind or not. Describe red to somebody without using the word red. All right. It's a little between orange and... Uh, green right it's insane so it appears to our uh, our our uh, well whatever this recurring uh, rasputin-esque evil is it, uh, it consistently is trying to bring about the mass death of the population of humans on the earth and it is it is trying to protect um, the natural environment but it is also trying to destroy humans specifically and more specifically Western society. So there might be more than one agency out there. There may be more than one of these things, right? So collectivism, uh, it's trying to promote collectivism and destruction of our souls, destruction of people's individuality, destruction of people's uh, being special, of our culture, heritage, planet-wide. Break it down, like in the army, basic training. We'll break you down, and then we'll build you back up to what we want you to be, right? So 
By souls, I'm referring to our uh, natural genetic tendencies to thrive in our humanness. A woman's natural genetic tendency to want to be a mother, to be nurturing. All right, for a, uh, for a child to want to be free, to be creative and grow and, uh, you know, be the new generation and come up with new and novel and exciting things, right? And, and for men to enjoy combat, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever this evil is, uh, it's 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 simply whether this evil is simply misinformed, super wealthy idiots, or something more sinister from some realm that we just barely have the senses to perceive from somewhere else. It matters not. Whatever this collectivist, anti-human evil is, be it ethereal or material, we can defend ourselves by focusing on how we think, not just what we think. Do a little digging in about logical fallacies. Do a little digging about logic. Do a little digging about critical thinking and, and Im implement these concepts in how we think. Not what we think, but how we think, which will affect what we think. All right, that's, that's all that's needed. Hence the purpose of this podcast. So comment, like, subscribe, share all my videos with your idiot friends, and don't let the communist Rasputin-esque hobgoblins invade your mind. <laughs> Have a wonderful day.